the Van Sisters podcast. All right. Welcome to another episode of the Van Sisters podcast. I'm Emma. And I'm Alicia. And today we've got our first guest on Van Sisters podcast. And not only is he our first guest, he's male and he's an international guest. We've got Bill Burt here today with us. Hey, Bill. Well, hello, ladies. It's an honor and, you know, a pleasure to be here. I've, I've listened to all four of your episodes to date and um, love the energy and the openness, et cetera. And I thought might be interesting to have a you know a male perspective perhaps we'll find out i guess which is why we've got you on here because you did contact us and say that you have some stories you were in the bunker and we want to actually hear around from a male perspective not only an international guest's perspective but a male uh, male perspective on coming out of the bunker after 34 years so but why don't you tell us a little bit about your story please well yes i was uh I was married for 34 years and um, I filed for divorce in June of 2018. And shortly thereafter, uh, the owner of our company, a dear friend of mine, Alicia's met Buzz, she knows him well, uh, announced he was selling the business. And um, long story short, ended up signing a, you know, a two-year executive retention agreement to stay on through the transition. And uh, in the midst of that, the divorce was finalized in June of 2019. So, you know, there was the, the divorce, the, the sale of the business. Um, part of the stipulation of the divorce was to sell the, you know, the house that I lived in for 27 years, where we primarily raised our, our two children. Um, you know, moved into an apartment for six months, then ended up buying a condo in uh, March of 20. And then, of course, the uh, pandemic hit. I would consider some significantly major changes. Um, and I, I know you all have been through the you know some similar experiences as well so all, all of what you have been saying and all of what you've been talking about in your podcast plus the uh the date the dating episodes and whatnot are, have all been of particular interest to me <laughs> <laughs> so i guess probably my first question because we've been friends for a long time now is um when i heard that you had been separated and divorced i was like why did you wait so long well you know i think um i think it's easily easy to become um you know, comfortably miserable. <laughs> um, comfortable being uncomfortable. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I knew I was unhappy, but there was enough to keep me to keep me there. I think. I think. I don't know. Maybe it's true for a lot of people, but I think particularly for a lot of men, you get very focused in your career, and it's easy to dive into that and divert attention away from actually dealing with the relationship. Yeah. And then uh, when when you have a situation where the other partner is pretty non-communicative. And there was a lot of issues. I won't get into that. I mean, I oh, wish come I on. Best, spill but, some beans. <laughs> what? Spill I said, come beans. on, spill some beans. This could take a while. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it just, it was, um, there was a lot of excuses, I guess. And I thought maybe ultimately things would work out. You know, maybe as the kids got a little bit older, we would perhaps reconnect and all of that. Um you know, I would stay busy around a house. You know, I like to fix things too. So I, I could fix things around a house. And, uh, <laughs> Instead uh, of your relationship. Yeah. Why, why, why fix a relationship when you can just, you know, go out and fix the pool or uh, <laughs> fix, fix the lights in the house, whatever it might be. But, and I traveled a lot. I traveled extensively. Oh, by the way, I do love my mother, by the way. 
Oh, oh you <laughs> wanted to add that in there. So what is your relationship like with your mother? <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, I actually listened, you know, to the podcast. So so some dating stories, Bill. What, tell us about your first date you went on. Well, actually, I got asked out. I, I wasn't on the uh, into the dating uh, sites yet. Um, hadn't really even considered those because it was still. How, how long after was that? Uh, it was just a, a few months after the divorce. Um, actually, uh, this it was a gal I had. She worked at the Starbucks that I frequented regularly, and actually, oh, you picked up the barista. Uh, <laughs> well, I, no, she actually asked me out. Um, nice one. <laughs> well, I was traveling. She knew I traveled. Shortly thereafter, I don't know. She must have caught wind that I was uh, available, and uh, she actually asked me. Might out. have been so in we, your pheromones. <laughs> yeah, that must have been. I was, I was emitting something. I don't know what it was. <laughs> but um, it was um, so. Yeah, we we went out, and uh, she was much younger. She was about sixteen years younger than me. I say much younger, but about sixteen years younger. It was great because. You know, all that lust and all that stuff's a lot of fun. But I think once you get, you know, once you kind of get past that, kind of begin to really get to know the person. You guys were talking about red flags. And I think you start to, I don't know, kind of liken it to peeling back the layers of an onion. You know, that's where those red flags maybe begin to appear if they don't appear immediately. And well, the oxytocin blurs the red flags. <laughs> yes. Yes, they do. It does. Yeah. And um, so and what red flags did you find? Uh, and what I found, and it's it's definitely on my list of red flags, is in a, a very great degree of insecurity, uh, very clingy and very untrusting because, you know, she had issues in her life. Her husband had cheated on her and her first serious boyfriend after that had cheated on her. And I think she even maybe had some issues from her childhood with, you know, her, her father, perhaps. But I, I felt pretty quickly that, that there was going to be major trust issues. And as, as much fun as it was, as much as we... And had a great physical relationship, it just yeah, it was it was not gonna work out. So shortly thereafter, my my kids, my daughter and her family moved in with me. Um after I moved into my the condo I'm in. And really she kind of encouraged me to um, you know, you know, you ought to get out there, you know, put something up on match. But I did, I did a, so I put up one picture and I answered, I guess I answered just the minimum questions you have to answer to put a like a profile page up. I didn't actually even write a profile. And I, I don't know, it's like, you know, fresh meat or throwing chum in the water. The, uh, <laughs> the and I'm not, I don't say it to be vain, but the, the number of responses and yeah. comments and likes was, I was almost overwhelming. I felt like I should answer everybody and respond to everybody. And it was, but it was crazy. And I, you know, I put specific, you know, minimal requirements, age, sort of character, you know, age, I think it's kind of give some age guidelines or something that you're interested in. So how did you decipher from all of that interest? Well, I started thinking through, you know, what was really of uh, importance to me. And um, that's, you know, I hadn't had to do that for so many years. And that's, and that's, I think it's a big challenge for people because another thing about COVID and these lockdowns, I think have forced a lot of people to look inward like they had never maybe done seriously or in a long time, perhaps. And, um, you know, I, I, I think for me, you know, you got to have passion for something. I don't, whether it's your career or physical health or a particular hobby or music or travel, something that excites you that, 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 you know, 
you can maybe even throw self-improvement into that. You, you guys have talked about, you know, being your best, best self and spiritual health. And um, I think that's, that's important. I mean, I, I, there, there some like-minded things that you can discuss, whether that's, you know, and I think that's, I was, I found that the people closer to me in age, it makes that a little easier just from a perspective of just things we've experienced in our life and music and just things we've all been through. But I began to see immediately that, uh, oh, you know, you guys, I don't know who made the comment about um, the first date and the paying, like if, if the, if the woman offered to pay for the uh, date, yes. or pay for the meal, yes. uh, it just struck me as funny because the first woman I went out, she's a pretty successful real realtor in town here. Um, and she, you know, she wanted to pay for the day. I thought through it. I was like a real conundrum all of a sudden in my, you know, little fragile male brain. <laughs> um, we just repeat that your little fragile male brain. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, you know, really trying to uh, understand the complexities and intricacies of the female mind, you know, so. is it, is well, it a test? Is it not a test? That. Is it a test? Is it not a well, test? It, is she testing me? I'm not sure. Where do we do? Yeah, what do, we do? I don't know. Yeah, so, yeah, and I said, well, I'm obviously happy to split it, or I, I'm happy to, you want to do that? I'm happy to get the next one. And she, I mean, she was insistent. I don't know if she was trying to show me that she was successful and didn't need financial support, but it was interesting. That was a very interesting initial, yeah. you know, one of the first sort of things that that, that was jumped out. Of when I go on dates, I'm, I'm like, oh, I, I can pay for it. And I don't know whether I'm trying to do the same thing to show, well, I can look after myself, but I'm independent or I don't want to owe you anything or we're not going to have another date or. That's all very so fussy. So many levels. So many it's levels. All very fussy. <laughs> Too much to think about. Yeah. She was, as it turned out, she was, she was really far more interested in her, into herself and her success and her career. <laughs> and uh, uh, all she could talk about really was real estate and. Um, okay. Uh, just not very interesting then. Yeah, not very interesting. Not, not from my perspective. But uh, second gal, she was actually older than me, and um, oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And um, you know, I'm in good shape, and I appreciate it's not you know ha- you don't have to be a you know like an elite athlete, but I appreciate the work that goes into ha- being in good shape and having good health. That was like the only thing really wrong with her, <laughs> I guess, in a way. Uh, not in, not in really great shape and, oh, okay. and didn't really want to go for a hike or we didn't want to go for a walk on the beach, didn't want to really do anything. But, no uh, girl wants to go for a hike on a date. Let's just clarify that. Yeah, that is that is a definite no-no. I have been asked and I said no. And I, I actually like doing hikes. Like, don't get me wrong, I'll go for bushwalks. But if you ask me, and a guy did, didn't he, Alicia? He said, do you yeah, want to come for right. a hike up this incredibly big mountain? I was like, no. But girls don't want to see themselves as, well, it's not about the fitness. It's like you're uncomfortable, you're sweaty, you're puffy. Well, that wasn't the first date. We'd had, some, no. we had a couple of days. And I started getting into, well, you know, what do you like to do? Would you like to maybe sometime go on a hike? Or would you like to go to the, my, you know, my mother lives in Southern California, maybe go to the beach. And I was, oh, no, I don't really like to do that. And don't really want to uh, do that. Like, okay. So that's when we call out next. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Open the door and call out who's next. <laughs> yeah. So the gal I'm, I'm actually had several dates with now with um, is just just the opposite. You know, very interested in in uh, fitness, and she she walks religiously every day. Um, 
you know, it'd been so long since I've dated or even, you know, been in that, in that, in the game, if you will, I went into it really open-minded. I mean, I, other than trying to do some soul searching and what was important to me, what, what I, what, what appealed to me. Um, no, I didn't, I don't, I don't know if I went through any big transition. I just, I had to get, um, had to get in the frame of mind to date, be, be, you know, get out there. And I, and I, I struggled with that because of what was going on in, in, in the career and with my family. So Bill, if you had some advice to give people listening, male or female, because we do seem to have both genders listening to our podcast now, which is amazing. We thought initially it might be just girls listening, but it seems to be that guys are listening too. If you had three takeaways in terms of, or three pieces of advice that you could give somebody who's coming out of, whether a bunker be 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, what, what three pieces of advice would you give to someone male or female that you that would help them transition yeah well first it's good to hear that you've got some men in your audience because they would be smart to listen into this i think (laughs) yes um, yes i'm single everybody just in case you didn't know (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i think you know what what was wrong in the bunker you know why did the bunker fail you know i got to do a little soul searching in, into yourself, you know, what was your role in that, or what, what, why didn't that work out? What would you maybe do differently, or um, what would you, you know, that's that's a difficult thing to do, I think, for people because maybe you haven't, as I said earlier, you get so busy focusing on your career and get busy with things you don't focus on that. So, you know, what is it you're really looking for, and uh, you know, how do you want to spend this time? Who would you want to spend that time with, and um, I think it varies for people. It varies, you know, depends on the individual person, the individual situation. But I think you need to sort through that, and, and you know, that's why I came up with this. And oh, we're talking about relationships too. I think um, you know, your your uh, what's that saying? Your network. Your network is really your net worth. You know, you got to get rid of that toxicity in your life. What's what's you know what might have be holding what was holding you back? Uh, you know, you got to work on your relationships. Got to have a passion for something. Got to sort through what maybe was wrong in that relationship that you would look to change and maybe that's changing yourself first so I guess those are those are some things that come to immediately come to mind so it's a bit of self-reflection soul searching what didn't work so you can work out what you do want but ultimately mm-hmm. what you you're kind of saying here is is focusing on yourself working out who you are so when you know who you are then you can attract like-minded people into uh, your life absolutely <clears throat> Absolutely. It's because when you don't know, you don't know who you are, you are going to get the mishmash of people coming in who who don't want to go for hikes. If hikes is something that you really, really, you know, gives you joy and love in your life, then you want to attract that type of person in there too. But it's it's a constant battle, isn't it? Well, battle. I won't say battle because that sounds terrible. But a constant, <laughs> you've got to constantly work on yourself. Would you agree? Uh, absolutely. agree 100%. I think, you know, I hadn't really... I mean, I hadn't done that to the degree I've been doing it recently uh, because of all that's happened. Um, we were always trying to help, you know, speaking of in business per se, we were always trying to help other people. You know, our whole goal is to help other, other businesses become successful because it would, I think it has been difficult for people, men and women, I think, to, to maybe it's easier for women, I don't know, but for men particularly who are so, maybe get so focused on other things and divert their attention away from their, their, maybe their relationship or themselves to them. And especially when 
you had nothing else to do. I mean, I, when I stopped working that day, there was, I really had nothing else I had to do. <laughs> that was a very, I, it was, it was not a good feeling as it turns out. Yeah. I guess, um, you know, coming from the bunker and dating, what Em and I have kind of deciphered is you need to be the person who you want to attract. Exactly. Yeah. Which then takes obviously the dark nights of the soul and the soul searching to get to a place where, you know, the first couple of dates I remember thinking I really wanted them to like me and and now it's almost like, well, you not that you need to prove to me, but, like, I don't need to invest so much energy into it right. until we can kind of match up a few of those like-minded, similar yeah. life goals, I guess. Exactly. Yeah, like this is this is good. I'm I'm really happy that we're talking to Bill actually because what we've been saying and versus what Bill's now <laughs> reflecting back to us is what we we live and breathe. Um, and it's it is interesting because it's very easy. I I think, and I don't want to keep kind of putting men and women into different buckets. We are essentially different species. I I really do believe that. But I do think that men find it very easy to distract themselves with something else. It's very yeah. easy to do that because that means that they don't need to focus on what's really important. I know that's a big, I'm kind of painting a big brush here over the male species. but Generalisation, but it's, it's, it's a good, it's good, yeah. Yeah, and, and look, it is easy to focus on other stuff um, than ourselves, isn't it? Because, you know, reflecting the mirror back on within is is scary, is is that how you you felt like? Because you you've essentially created a new identity now. You've been you know you had an identity of, of being the husband and the provider and the father and all of those you know identities. And now, what what's your identity now? Are you creating that? What's what? I've re- I really I spent about two and a half months of this. Really, that's why I was drawn to your podcast because it was it was all new to me. <laughs> and so really just sorting all that out now. So all all that I've shared with you and is really just like stuff in the last you know 90 days or so that's uh, come forth <laughs> how to deal with the bunker in 90 days it could be a course yeah. exactly. so if you so bill if you've only been you so is that what you're saying is you've only really been on your own for the last two and a half months living yeah. so living on your own independent living how's that going for you so now i'm just sort of sorting that all out and it's um and so, you know started I coincidentally started dating the gal and kind of seeing now about that same time and uh, well, a little earlier than that. But um, so we're finally able to really invest more in the relationship, see how, it, see how it's going to go. So far, it's going really well. So, so. And where did you meet this person? On Match. Oh, okay. Match.com, I guess. Did you have a question? Uh, not a question. I've got a question. <laughs> did you have a conversation? I know when people often meet on dating apps. You have then a conversation about uh, are we getting off the app and we'll just be, you know, try and work on this. We've been out, I think, three times and both decided, yeah, you know, this is worth pursuing. I took my, you know, got off a match very shortly thereafter. So it was, you know, the connecting through the app, the, the, some texting yeah. and calls met up for dinner. And um, that was that. Awesome. Yeah. Very good. So thank you so much for sharing and reaching out, Bill. We've really appreciated the the male perspective in this. It's it's nice to know that we're on the same track as you as well. <laughs> they even debunked. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I really enjoyed it so far. <laughs> really enjoyed what you the podcast thus far. 
but it's good. It's good content. It's fun. You guys are, are great together. And I really have enjoyed it. And I will continue to listen and be a fan. Thank you. Thank you. And well, if you'll we have find to listen that to yours. We, oh, you'll have to listen to yours. Yeah. But if we find that we need a male perspective, we might just do a quick message. Go, hey, Bill, what do you reckon about this? And we'll just we'll just refer to Bill as the, the male. What does Bill think? What does Bill think? <laughs> what would Bill say about that? Bill yeah, from the bunker. Bill. <laughs> Bill from the bunker. Yeah, I could be Bill and not Nick. That's great. <laughs> They're all Nick. They're all Nick, Bill. They're all called Nick. They will always be called Nick. Oh, dear. Uh, uh, thank you much. I really appreciate your uh, inviting me into your the Van Sisters world podcast. <laughs> thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. And um, yeah, we'll catch you soon. Thanks, Bill. All right. Thank you, ladies. Bye. Yeah. Bye. The Van Sisters podcast.